This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. This is the home edition and I hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home listening to us on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The Halftime Show is about to kick off and boy, do I have a show for you today. Coming up on today's show, we talk to a COVID-19 survivor who's in the sports industry, John Tiftick, boxing coach. Um, is on the show and with all that's happening it's important to remain calm but also understand that staying at home is vital to stop the virus from spreading the interview offers a real insight on how he's dealt with it having an 18 month year old baby and also a family to look after now i asked him about his experience and what to watch out for and everything that he had to experience throughout the process from the start from the early symptoms all the way down to when he finally has recovered from it and he talks to us exclusively here on the halftime show about the whole process and how alhamdulillah he's managed to get out of it stay tuned guys for the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri oh he loves the fire and what a goal this is the halftime show with umar adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury, Home Edition. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local, and hope you're having a blessed day. Now, the current pandemic, COVID-19, has affected a lot of people in many ways. And I'm delighted to welcome my guest, John Tiftick, who's a coronavirus survivor. It's such a nice thing to hear that. You know, we often hear about a lot of the negativity and the seriousness out there. This is great to have John on the show. John's an international boxing coach who's worked with several fighters around the world, making a real positive impact on a lot of people, including myself. John, welcome to the show. And John, firstly, how are you and the family doing? Hi, Omar. It's really good to be talking to you and talking on your radio show too. Uh, I hope that people can pick up on a few things that I, I will say through this interview. Um, thank you for your message and your kindness. Me and the family are all good. By the grace of God, you know, I made a full recovery. I'm fine. Obviously, we're on, we're on lockdown. Um, but that's another thing. That's just patience. What were the early symptoms you got and what was your instant reaction? Now, in relation to the, the corona, the COVID-19 virus, um, yes, I, I suffered the virus. I had the virus. I suffered the symptoms quite heavily. So it was quite, quite a bad experience for me. Um, it's one of the worst things I've probably felt physically in my body trying to deal with not knowing what to do and what is exactly was going to happen. My aim 
through this is not to scare people but i do believe that a lot of people are complacent a lot of people will get this virus and only have the symptoms in a mild form so they will be lucky but as we've seen through the media it can be a very aggressive virus and it can be deadly so um, uh, you know i'm not saying that i was going to die but it was well, it was scary, there were scary moments where I really didn't know what was happening, especially when it started affecting my breathing. Um, looking back on the scenario, I mean, I've been, I've been in isolation now in, in, at home and off work, etc. since about the 10th of March. So it, I kind of got the virus before, maybe a week before it really exploded. Um, looking back onto it, I do believe that the virus was in my body probably a month prior, so somewhere probably from early Feb, because I wasn't feeling too well. I actually felt like I was running at about 60%, but I didn't know what it was. I remember calling my doctor and asking them to actually send me for some blood tests, because I thought maybe I just had a deficiency in something. Then about the first week in March, I started to feel like I was going to catch a cold. So I just thought, okay, be careful, cold is coming. Um, then somewhere around, or just shortly after that, um, again, around we're in about the beginning of March. I remember it was a Monday, a beginning of the week, where cold started to kick in or what were cold symptoms so I worked through that week until Thursday and I thought I just had the flu to be honest so the symptoms were just very much the same as a flu and I was just trying to battle through it so again maybe a little bit complacent I don't know we all, we all just think well how would I get it so I didn't really correlate the two things but by Friday the end of that week I was wiped out, so I was, I was housebound, so I've been housebound since that Friday, as I said, it was the 10th or 11th of March, and we're now, I think the 6th of April, so a little bit of a blur, um, the actual period was really blurry to me, so I can't be too um, descriptive with how and when things were placed, the symptoms fluctuated so they started to change so this is why i wasn't sure what it was at first i thought it was just the flu um all the usual flu like symptoms uh, just had fever feeling very tired you know started to sneeze and cough a little bit but not really it didn't really affect my chest until later it just really wiped out my energy and drained me made me as feeling a bit dizzy etc then the symptoms got worse i started to lose my appetite there's no taste this has also been spoken of it's quite common and um, very very drained very drained it, well it got dragged i was getting drained day by day more and more drained and the less you can eat the less you can drink the less your body has to fight any kind of virus off so basically I was bed bound, just getting weaker. Um, the, the cough started to kick in. 
it started to affect my breathing as well. So all these things combined don't bode well for recovery. So I was basically just lying down and just, I don't know, I mean, during that period of time, what can one do? The only thing I could do was pray and just hope that I was going to be okay because, it, like I said, it's, this thing is it's new to my body, so my body didn't know how to fight it at the time. And we use the medical services, i.e. we have the 111 telephone number here in the UK. So for about three days, we were talking to them. I got worse. My wife was during that period telling me, why don't I call an ambulance? But we understand how the NHS is, how much pressure is on that. And pretty much how useless it is in bothering to go to hospitals sometimes. Um, I'm generally like that. Unless I'm really, really injured or really, really ill, not the kind of person that takes days off work or goes to doctors or hospital but in one of the days um, I think it was a morning I'm not too sure I just looked at my wife and I said call the ambulance because I didn't know what was going on to the body so the ambulance came they did say yes um, everything what I had was in line with COVID-19 and they said to me can take you to hospital but you're safer at home they said the hospitals are chaotic and they said there's so many people with different types of viruses in there god knows what you could pick up and in your weakened state that's what could even hurt you even more so i didn't know what to expect in terms of what they would do but that was my answer pretty much and it's what they've been saying stay at home stay safe they said that my my vitals were still okay so that in essence even though i was very weak and very torn down by the symptoms my vitals so my heart my pulse was still fine so i wasn't in danger of dying and coming up next we find out what happened a day later as john was told to stay at home on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Adouri Home Edition. Here's the remainder of my interview with uh, coronavirus survivor John Tiftik following being told to stay at home. That day passed, and I think it was about a day and a half later, I actually got worse. Called the ambulance again, but it was the same thing, pretty much, that they said. They said, look, we can take you, but you're still safer at home. And that's a statement when you think about it, when you're telling someone, listen, you're safer at home than you are in a hospital, which should be one of the safest places you can be. But such is the situation. Now, these are unprecedented times. Nobody was prepared, even if they should have been prepared, they weren't. Governments, uh, population, etc. And I, don't know, I was just trying to force myself to drink and eat. It was really, really difficult. So I knew that I had.
had to to get any kind of strength back to fight the virus. And ironically, it's one of the things that I don't drink, which is Coca-Cola. I just I asked for a can of Coke because I knew that obviously it contains a lot of sugar, so I needed to try and get something into my body. And one of the days I I drank that can of Coke like it was the greatest tasting thing on the planet and it, it did actually give me a little boost and then I was forcing myself to eat little bits of food um, and it just slowly built back up from there and as I said the rest the rest is prayer and faith so then I made a I made a recovery it took a few weeks actually even it was a while before I went outside get out and about a little bit because I have to take my daughter out it's very difficult to stay at home with a 17 month old baby in a flat as well there's no space it's very claustrophobic she's just smashing the place up <laughs> and um, I could still feel my lungs were weak my body was weak I think it was only until about last week where I started to feel like I fully recovered so my strength felt okay my lungs feel okay so I'm pretty much back to back to normal now um, aside from the fact that I haven't done any kind of training so obviously my strength and my fitness have gone downhill but what a, don't be fooled by what they've said on the, 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 the list of symptoms and how they're portrayed it's really as I told you they were fired at me very differently the, you know it just looked like a flu at first it changed I can't remember all the details you have to forgive me for that but things changed symptoms kept changing until I realized this is what I've got and I must have it and obviously then it was confirmed I had two ambulance crews come in a day and a half apart and um, people just got to look be very very cautious and as I said don't be fooled if you have something even if it doesn't correlate with what you're being told is a relevant symptom to the COVID still take full precautions first so don't be blasé about the situation or be complacent. Um, you know, I don't know. People ask me, how did you get it? I said, I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything. I travel on tubes and trains and buses. Uh, and I work with people. Who knows? And as I said, I believe that it was already in my system for a month before, about a month before it started to display symptoms. So, you know, the whole thing is very odd. Hey, that's the body, that's, that's just how things work. Everybody's different. Everybody is different. And you're a man of mindset and one of the strongest minds I've met. What's going through your head bearing in mind you have an 18-month child and a wife at home? I do consider myself to be a mentally very strong person, but I have to admit this virus, um, it, it beat me up. It stripped me down. To the bone I felt vulnerable and that's why I said the, the, the only thing 
that I had at points, which is always the case. It's just faith. It's just to know that yeah, I just had to. I was lying down and just praying in my head, praying to God, and I just had to. I had to analyze. One of the first things when I started to recover, I said to my wife, I said, "Look, see how fragile we are as human beings." I said, "This skin, this bone, this muscle, everything that we have." doesn't mean anything because it can all be stripped down and disappear just like that and we could be gone um, I don't believe there was any point where I thought I was gonna die during all of this but I definitely was very very nervous in the points where I was thinking okay what's going to actually happen next I was praying that daughter wouldn't pick up the disease and that was something that played on my mind very heavily my wife I believe picked it up but didn't display as strong symptoms as mine fortunately because if two of us were out then it just would have been a living hell well it already was a living hell but it would have been even worse and um, the interesting thing for any parents out there, the period of time where we tried to isolate me from the rest of the family, so i.e. my wife, my daughter, well, between me and wife it was very difficult, but we tried to keep the daughter, my daughter out of my room. She became very distant from me. And um, where she'd used to come into the room and shout, daddy, 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 that stopped. She didn't understand what was going on. You know, kind of, where is daddy? Why is daddy not talking to me? Why is daddy not want to see me? And that took time. It's probably only about the last week that we started to rekindle uh, our bond where she's now calling for me again. So it's, it can be quite damaging and, well, and difficult to families. You have to show a lot of patience all round. Coming up next, we find out from John, the coronavirus survivor, how he managed to remain calm and composed throughout this tough time. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Paduri. On Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show at Omar Duri Home Edition. Delighted to have boxing coach John Tiftik, who's just survived the coronavirus. But how did he manage to get through this time and remain so calm throughout this process? Now, I'm going to throw general health and well-being into this answer. You, you asked me, how did I manage? So... Um, You've heard me say a lot of that was down to my belief in God and praying. Um, but also a lot of it was down to the fact that I'm, uh, I'm a physical person, so I keep myself physically fit and healthy or as, as well as I can. It's obviously part of what I do for a living as well. Um, so I believe that also helped me having that physical strength and fitness to actually not be fully depleted and not let the virus take over fully. That combined with having a 
strong mindset, of course. Maybe if I had been um, less physically fit and someone in a different scenario with the same symptoms, maybe the situation or the outcome could have been different for the worse. And so one thing I'm seeing now is obviously a lot of people are now paying more attention to their health and their fitness um, seeing a lot of people out trying to jog and you can always tell new people that, that are jogging because they're gasping for air <laughs> they look very uncomfortable so um, I don't know we've got to try and find a silver lining in, in every cloud and I, I do think that this whole thing will make people more aware of their general health, their general fitness, and, and hopefully people will continue to be more aware and look after themselves. And not only look after themselves, but look after the planet. Because we as a human race, we're very destructive. We've been destroying the planet. We've been destroying ourselves. So this also is a, a little bit of a wake-up call and a message to the human race to really pay more attention to what we're doing. So I think therein hopefully lies the silver lining in this cloud. That's brilliant. That's so positive and I'm so glad to hear that, especially at a time like this. But as a friend, I've also got to ask you, how are you feeling now? Oh, finally now, I'm good. I can say by the grace of God, I'm fine now. Um, just itching to be able to get into the gym and do some training if I could but we're in the situation we're in isolation so all I'm, I have to heed my own advice what I'm telling everybody else be patient stay safe stay healthy these are the priorities you know because uh, if if we're if we're out of the game there is no game so we just have to all prioritize be patient very frustrating for people it's very difficult especially for families as well people with children i know they find it very difficult people that miss the other loved ones that they can't see um but this situation is what it is and we just have to do we have to remain disciplined enough now to see through this situation i think it's a lack of discipline as a human race that kind of led us to this situation even though we didn't call for it but we have to be disciplined now and, and be patient and just ride through this storm however long it will take what a fantastic guest and i really appreciate you know a lot of uh, a lot of john's words just mainly because of the fact that you know he's a, he's a positive guy you see him i used to box at his gym uh shout out to a glove up in wandsworth and um and he's such a positive guy and he's very straightforward he's very old school in his methods as well he'd be the first to tell you that um but a real real sound guy and you know he has such a positive influence on a lot of people so ironically he could have you know felt sorry for himself or done that but that's not even in his dna not even in his makeup and now this is going to be a great interview for a lot of people who are panicking at the moment to remain calm to take a lot from this interview away and also implement it you know in not just for themselves but for their families and uh, i really really appreciate you know everything that john had to say and i'm glad he's safe and his family uh more coming up on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95.
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.